Long-term care insurance can be expensive. Now, it can play a role, and I often still recommend it, but I don't believe in recommending it until after you have a clear understanding of what should you do. Should I get long-term care insurance? Should I self-insure? When does it make sense? And what are the pros and cons? So that's what I'm going to work through on today's podcast episode. Now, as a reminder, my name is Ari Taubleib. I am a financial planner here at Root Financial Partners and the vice president, and I love helping people retire early. So I'm going to hop right into today's episode. And when you start thinking about long-term care and self-insuring and even hear about these topics, when people are saying, should I self-insure or not, what they are referring to, and you might have heard a neighbor talk about this, or if you're hoping to retire early and you have a friend and they bring up maybe at lunch, hey, you know, have you looked into long-term care or maybe you have a parent and you've seen that experience and maybe you're going, all right, I really want to make sure I avoid, you know, having to worry about the burdens of future health implications, which we all do. And of course, I, as a planner, get to hear from many, many people constantly, um, and it's not to an annoyance, but it's to the point of it's important. Hey, we need to make sure if you're retiring early that you can bridge the gap from a healthcare perspective before Medicare kicks in, as well as making sure that for the long term, you're not kicking yourself going, oh my gosh, I did not plan well for these future long-term care expenses and either we don't have enough or you're going, oh my gosh, I really should have done these other things, whether that be get a policy in place or a different account, or you just want to make sure you don't look back and go, I wish I would have done X. So that's what we're going to make sure does not happen. By the end of today's episode, you will have a very clear sense of what you need to do. Now, here's where I like to start, and if you've been listening to the episode for some time, many of these episodes, you know that I love examples. So here's the example I want to start with. There is a tool online, and it's with Genworth, and it's called the Genworth Cost of Care Calculator, and it's very cool, and you can play around with it for a long time. Now, I don't imagine your dream Friday night or Saturday night is playing around with the the cost of care calculator. Um, However, to each their own, of course, and I want you to know that it's an option there, and what I'm doing is I'm doing that work for you so that in, in three to four minutes, you'll see everything that you would need to do if you were to go online. So, On average, individuals who need long-term care, they tend to require it for about two and a half years. Now, of course, like I said, it's the average. It's not, of course, everyone, but I want you to know this is what I'm looking at as I'm going through this example. So if we're going to typically show two and a half years of life, um, as you can imagine, we need to understand, okay, what's not the cost for that just today, but cost for the future. So I use the calculator and I'm using the state of Indiana because the client who I had asked the question to me was living in Indiana and the projected annual cost of an assisted living facility in Indiana is, I'm going to pause here and I like to let people guess because sometimes it's just fun, but I'm going to tell you the answer right now, which is $132,000 in 30 years. Now I'm assuming a 3% increase in cost each year. So if we assume that two and a half years of this expense would add up to about $331,000. So now you're thinking, okay, all right, that makes sense. Now, what could a long-term care policy do? Should I self-insure? Once again, that concept of self-insuring is the idea. What if you paid those premiums to yourself in the case of what if you don't need long-term care for two and a half years, and otherwise you could have used these funds to donate, to donate, excuse me, to a cause that you really care about, or just towards more legacy goals or things like that. So if you are planning to go, okay, $331,000, yes, Ari, I want to plan on that average of two and a half years. 
Well, we need to think through how would we self-insure for that. So if you want to self-insure that potential cost, you could do this very simply by earmarking assets in your portfolio for this specific purpose. Now, here's how it would work. Let's assume you get a 6% return on your investments after inflation, assuming you're invested well. Let's just assume 6% here. And I don't know, let's assume that 30 years is the, the amount of time until you need this care. Well, what that would mean as a planner, it's telling me you could earmark $57,600 worth of your portfolio today for those potential long-term care costs, which once again is not for 30 years from now. So that 57600 that you're earmarking, it can earn 6%. On average, for 30 years, it would add up to about $331,000. So it's a very simple and straightforward way of looking at this. But the reason I like to be simple with these things before I touch on a few other points here is that I see most people go, Ari, I saw my parents and I don't want to certainly be in their boat where I'm a burden to family or burden to you know future generations or to, to really everything you built. It's going back to that basic example of, I don't know if any of you guys are sports fans. I'm sure some of you are. And I got a few people tell me, um, you know, I'm a soccer fan myself. So I had a few people tell me what team you support. And if you are a soccer fan, shoot me a note because I always like hearing what teams people support. But the, the gist of it here is that most people will think they need long-term care. And the reality is it's not always the case. If you have a really healthy portfolio, you can self-insure, be more than fine. And what you're doing is you are protecting yourself from not, you know, getting the most out of this insurance policy. In some cases, I have clients that go, all right, I get it. Numbers make sense that, you know, the resin, you know, the thinking resonates. However, I don't care. And I still want to buy this policy because I saw what my parents went through. And maybe they go, yeah, Ari, I know I'm over insuring, meaning I probably am not going to use the full extent of this policy. And maybe I am giving up a financial component, but it's easier for my mental accounting to just go, okay, I've got this policy that covers this needs. I've got my investments that covers my income needs. And it's nice for them to separate it that way. For me, it's a little different when I'm working through it with clients. I want to show you the options and go, okay, based off of your situation, based off future expenses, based off of health and life expectancy and all these other factors, this is what I think might make most sense for you. And I did this with a client last week and they had, you know, they were dead set on, hey, my parents went through this experience. They were in, you know, they needed long-term care assistance for more than three years and they were a burden in, in the sense of that they saw what it looked like to be a burden and they just said, hey, help me avoid that. And so long-term care insurance is the first thing that comes to their mind, as it should. The next thing is not whether or not you need it. I believe everyone needs it. What I do believe differently is that we all need it to a different extent. And for some people, if you go, Ari, yeah, I do know there's some big health considerations I need to be aware of. And I might be in a facility that's very expensive. And I want to make sure I'm planning appropriately for that. And I don't even think if I self-insured, I could get to that point. Other people, it's no, the reality is I don't have health you know, worries, thankfully at this time, but I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing and I'm not leaving anything on the table. I tell people this who reach out for the first time, I go, most people reach out to me and say, I don't know what I don't know, but make sure I'm optimizing what I'm, you know, I've worked so hard for. So what I want to give you now is just an overview of long-term care potential costs, just a few things to leave you with. You know, they did a study and there was a study done um, which provided estimates of annual premiums and, you know, assuming a 3% inflation. It's assuming that if you're a single male, the premium at age 55, if you wanted long-term care would be about $2,200 a year. If you're a female, about $3,700 a year. Once again, they're just looking at life expectancy. So that's 55. So 
a lot of people look at that and go, okay, 2,200 bucks a year, you know, do that for 20 years, 30 years, you know, is it worth doing that? You know, what is the, the bang for your buck in terms of what could that create for you? So now you're going, okay, that's what it could cost. What are the annual costs if something like this actually happened? And when I say if something, I mean something tragic where you, you really do need long-term care to, to different degrees. And here's what I mean by that. You know, a private room nursing home, the estimated annual cost, and I'll pause because it's always fun to guess. Uh, my partner and I like to guess real estate homes, just one of those things. So that's why I take this pause here, not just filler. Um, the private room nursing home would be $108,000 per year. Now, if you want it to be an assisted living facility, that's $54,000 per year. A home care aid, $61,000 a year. So you can see there's different variations to this, as there always is. Do you want to be in your home? Do you want to be in an adult care, you know, adult daycare center, assisted living facility, or a nursing home? What kind of experience do you want? What are you looking for? Because everyone has different, you know, expectations of what this could look like, of course. Um, if you have an HSA, you may want to start socking away more money in it for long-term care. And so these are the types of things that I invite you to start thinking about, not because it's fun to think about, oh my gosh, what if these things happen? But I think you're going to feel a whole lot better if you go, hey, I thought of this before and I decided to self-insure and that means I can leave these dollars to further heirs and it just allows for more flexibility assuming there isn't a, a you know significant long-term care event. Once again, my job in these podcasts as I see it is to give you all the most options possible so you can go, great, this makes sense for me, Ari, this didn't resonate at all, I'm definitely not doing that. I, I'm not married to any strategy. I'm married to what makes most sense for you, and a lot of people do not retire for more time than, you know, meaning they overwork unnecessarily, if you will, even though that financially they don't need to, because they go, all right, I don't know what long-term care is going to cost me, so I want to make sure I'm just doing everything possible and you know, crossing every T and dotting every I. And if that's two more years of work for them to feel really good by having a healthier portfolio or just more comfortable in funding long-term care because Social Security hasn't begun, so they're like, all right, where on earth am I going to come up with that 2200 bucks that you just talked about or 3700 bucks for the year? So what I want to make sure you're able to do is go, got it. You know, I'm not going to work two more years to be able to fund this potential long-term care cost if it wouldn't happen at all. Or, or maybe, yes, it could happen, but what if it's less than that average? Okay, if that's the case, what if you could retire earlier, self-insure with the idea of you're paying the premiums to yourself and you're not wondering, oh my gosh, you know, I should have gotten that policy because you have a plan for it. Now, I do have a few clients that do the mental accounting of saying, Ari, you know, I have a different, I have a you know, brokerage account for this reason, Roth IRA and 401k and all these different accounts. And for, you know, a brokerage account, they will literally create a separate account and they will title it, you know, long-term care. Now it's not actually a policy, but they're just titling it that way in their financial portal. And it tells them, Hey, this is what's that for. So they don't accidentally go and spend that on travel because it's lumped into their, you know, all their other retirement accounts. So just something to think about, Hey, what can you do to make this as easy as possible from an accounting logistical perspective is, Okay, can we title accounts differently? Just little things like that, that that do go a long way. Quick episode for today. So I invite you all to think through, okay, 
not a ton of thinking through, I'll say to this, but you know, are there health considerations you want to be aware of? What might that experience look like based off of parents or friends or things that you've seen? You know, would you want to be in an assisted facility? Do you want to stay in your home? What does that look like? What are the potential costs? But the first thing I do, please do not go buy a policy until you run an analysis on whether or not you should self-insure because more often than not with clients that are coming to me, they are in a position to do so, but they need the confidence to know that if anything happens, that will be covered. And so it's just making sure you you not hesitant with this decision and you feel really confident once again. So that's it for today's episode. A quick one for you all. Hope this was helpful. And then lastly, if you are looking for a comprehensive strategy that talks about all of this, both long-term care and you know taxes and investments and retirement planning and early retirement planning, that is, of course, what I specialize in. So feel free to reach out to me by filling out an application. It is in the description of today's episode, or if you're on YouTube, it's in the description there. Just so you all know, both you know, on the podcast and on YouTube, you can find this content and more, everything you need to know to retire early. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information if there's anyone out there that you know. I certainly appreciate it, and I will see you all each week. Hey guys, it's me again. Please be smart about this. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as financial, tax, or legal advice. Consult with your tax preparer or financial advisor before taking any action. This podcast is for informational purposes only.